It has been a wild couple of months on Twitter, eh, since Elon Musk took it over. The latest move that has uh, people asking questions saw Twitter suspend the accounts of several journalists who cover the social media platform, including reporters with the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, and Voice of America. No reason was given as to why their accounts were taken down. And Twitter isn't the only platform that people are watching closely. The federal government says it's monitoring the situation around TikTok after national security concerns were raised about it. And in the U.S., boy, oh boy, they're looking at taking um, some pretty tough steps around TikTok. Well, let's get into it with tech journalist Andy Barrar. Hi, Andy. Hi, Jalen. Oh, my gosh. So last night on TikTok, not on TikTok, on Twitter, it was just something to watch, trying to figure out what was going on. I mean, Elon Musk says it's free speech, free speech, free speech. Uh, then turns around and starts banning people. Yeah, it's quite ironic when you when you think about it. But we have to understand, Elon Musk purchased Twitter for forty four billion dollars. I still think he overpaid for it, but <laughs> it's a it's a private company. And when he bought it, he said he was doing this to create this town hall of a free speech platform where people could discuss. And he was going to unban people like Donald Trump. Well, he did that, but now he's banning journalists mm -hmm. who are who are asking him very very tough questions. So it all started. He was on this Twitter Spaces. This is a, a a place where you could have kind of an audio chat, group chat. Mm -hmm. And it was with a bunch of journalists. And, you know, he was kind of like they were talking to him. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of disappeared. And then he started banning everybody. And it, it's just not a really good look for Twitter. In fact, the, the, we go on Twitter now to find out what's going on about Twitter. So mm -hmm. Elon Musk, you know, he's he's um, upset at a lot of people out there. Um, but it's a private company. So, like, what can we do? Okay. We can't really do... Well, one of the other things, too, he, he said, you know what, um, you, you can say whatever you want about me, but when you're doxing me and putting the, secure, the security of one of my children in uh, danger, then we have a problem. But the journalists weren't doing that. That has something to do with, uh, I think it's a kid that's, you know, yes. that, that tweets the location of Musk's private plane. Yes. Uh, so it's a kid from Florida. He's about 19 or 21, something like that. And what he did is he took publicly available information and navigation information about Elon Musk's jet. And every time Elon Musk's jet flies off to a different destination, he posts that on Twitter. He created an entire Twitter account called Elon Musk's jet. Elon Musk actually years ago, oh, geez, it must have been two years ago, tried to buy this account off this kid he offered him five thousand and the kid said no i'll, I'll take fifty thousand you're, you're the richest man in the world and um when he bought twitter that kid was really really worried he's like oh no my, my account's gonna get taken down and he kept it up for a long time but now he's Elon is just on a on a frenzy of just banning people. So those journalists they were just reporting about Elon Musk's yeah. jet account. Yeah. And he banned them and said that that is doxing. So he you know he he just kind of makes up the rules as as he goes along. Well, but he is not making friends with journalists right now. I guess uh, I guess those who have the money who own the company can make the rules, right? Well, that's the thing. You know, we could all leave, but unfortunately, all the Twitter alternatives are pretty bad so far, well, you know? And that's the other thing. He's actually banning um, people who are posting links to Mastodon, which is uh, another possibility. It's, a, it's another platform that some people are turning to. 
Yeah, Mastodon is another one that people have tried. It's very, I, I joined Mastodon, it's very confusing. And I'm a tech guy. Yeah. So for the average person, I think, you know, you, you never really get a second chance to make a first impression. And Mastodon is not a good look for people who try to join. It's, it's quite confusing. But that's the problem. We don't have a Twitter alternative where we could all just mass exodus to, mm. to another platform. Uh, so, so far, and we don't even know the activity on Twitter right now. Everything is private. So we have to go by what Elon said. Says, and so you never know what the truth is. What What do you think right now? I mean, you know, crystal balling it into, you know, uh, four months from now, what does Twitter look like? I mean, I, I think there's so many, <clears throat> excuse me, folks out there that are, uh, you know, um, expecting the total collapse of, of this darn thing. Um, and, and it keeps hanging on. Like I see people saying, if this is my last tweet ever, hey, it's been nice to know you all, <laughs> you know. Um, but w what do you think is going to happen here? Can, can you even speculate? Well, here's what we know. He didn't buy Twitter for $44 billion in cash. He took loans, and he has a billion dollars of interest each year. So he has to turn Twitter around and make it, it has to start generating revenue. Now, typically, the revenue of Twitter before Elon was all in advertising. I think it was like 80 or 90% of the revenue came from ads. What he is trying to do is something no one has ever tried to do, create social media as a subscription service. So you could pay to get that blue check mark on Twitter and your, your mm -hmm. tweets get amplified. Your videos can go from two minutes to, to over 10 minutes. So he's trying to entice people to pay to be on social media. And I don't know if people are ready for that. So we have to wait and see if he is gonna make money. He even said when he purchased Twitter, you know, this could go bankrupt. Um, so but whether he, he burns it to the ground or it actually makes money we're gonna be on Twitter this is why I go on Twitter every morning to see is what, what, what is happening with it it's kind of ironic when you think about it so Andy uh, let's switch over to TikTok. and I can remember I think one of our first conversations about TikTok. I was like what what is what is this TikTok thing all about I'm still not on TikTok. I know a lot of other people are but uh, the federal government now the Canadian government saying that it's monitoring the situation around TikTok after national security concerns were raised. Um, it's a Chinese company that owns it and uh, Canada's electronic spy agency saying it's watching out for security threats. What's going on? Yeah, TikTok, this is what keeps me up at night, Jalen. I'm glad to hear that you're not on TikTok because <laughs> what TikTok, it, the, the parent company is called ByteDance ba based out in Beijing. And in 2017, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, made a, a law saying that they can access any Chinese company's data. And that would include ByteDance. Now, they have so much information, not just about you know what kind of short form videos people are watching on TikTok, but when you actually download it and consent, so they can use your camera and, and your audio and, and whatnot. TikTok is looking at your keystrokes. It's looking at what you're doing when you're mm. not even on TikTok. That is valuable, valuable data. And the issue is, is what are they? Where is this data being held, mm -hmm. and what are they going to do with it? Because TikTok has the most powerful algorithm that I have ever seen. Yeah. It can figure somebody out just by watching videos. You don't even have to like the video. You don't have to comment on the video. The fact that you watched the video and you didn't scroll away tells TikTok something about yourself, and then it can personalize and start feeding you 
content. And this is why people get addicted to TikTok, the fastest growing app. It's about 2 billion active users. Mm. And it's only been around since 2017. Yeah. But a lot of the growth came from the pandemic. People were bored at home. Yep. They started making funny dance videos. But people didn't realize what they were signing up for. Well, and, and, and it's not just uh, the Canadian government. I mean, the American government is uh, is taking some big steps and has already banned, um, you know, some departments in the U.S. government from from uh, having uh, the app on on phones. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here over the next uh, number of weeks, number of months, without a doubt. I have one more question for you before I let you go. Okay? Sure. It's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. What is like? What would be a, a top tech gift? Okay, well, I'll tell you one of my top tech gifts. <laughs> what, a lot of people have photo albums, and and you know these old school photo albums. Those photos are, are are fading. What I recommend people do is to scan those photos. You could even use your smartphone, or you can get an actual digital scanner to do it. But then what you do is you get one of these digital photo frames, and you could link it, say, to a Google Photos account. And I, I bought this for my parents. I scanned all their wedding photos, nice. and then I put this digital frame, and it plays it from the cloud. <laughs> it just keeps rotating all these different photos from, from when they were getting married and when we were kids. And I tell you, it put such a big smile on my face that, to see my mom so happy like that that I knew I probably got the best gift ever last year for Christmas so I highly recommend people get one of these digital photo frames for their loved ones all right a digital photo frame it is Andy Barrar always great to talk with you it's been way too long let's do it again soon sounds good Jalen